We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? I am BJ Kissel, and this is KCSN Update, your daily dose of Chiefs news and updates from us here at KC Sports Network. And this video is presented by our good friends at DraftKings. Now, this is going to be a tough day and probably a tough week for all of Chiefs Kingdom until the team gets back out on the field on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to try to get this taste out of our mouth. That is the loss to the Indianapolis Colts 20-17 to on Sunday. Absolutely brutal one. And to break it down today, we've got Matt Miller from ESPN with our stock up stock down report as we do each Monday. While you're here, can you please go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button? Uh, we appreciate it. it. Helps us reach more people. And before we bring Matt on, we're going to get a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. But that's not enough. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, now we bring on Matt Miller from ESPN. Matt, I've got to ask because I don't really want to talk about the game a lot because I'm going to be spending all week talking about this thing. Uh, it's a little too soon for me. So uh, Chiefs losing 20 to 17 to the Colts. Uh, on a scale from 1 to 10, how shocked were you? about the way that game transpired uh i'll say a four and, and i know you you probably don't believe me but i promise uh, <laughs> i was driving saturday night talking to to my, my brother mellow i think everyone probably knows we worked together and said i can't believe the line is six and a half and he was like dude crazy things happen when the chiefs go to indy like you know this and i was yeah. like that's what honestly that's what talked me out of 
hopping over to Kansas and placing a, a little DraftKings bet on that was because of, of that conversation. So not surprised. I think what was surprising, though, BJ, was the lack of communication offensively. Uh, just it's it never seemed to gel, right? It just everything looked out of sorts. An offensive line that has been so good really got just held up by the Colts defensive line. So I think it was not the fact that they lost, but I think the manner in which they lost is probably what's most surprising because we we haven't seen this team struggle like this. And it was something you and I talked about last week was, oh, my God, look, yeah. Mahomes is getting the ball to all these different people. They're getting so many guys involved. That really stopped this week. Yeah. And it was tough. You don't get the the running game going at all. I mean, right. Clyde, we talked about Clyde for the first two weeks was a pleasant surprise. And it was like, you know what? He's taking advantage of the opportunity. A lot of you know people talking about him throughout the offseason and the first round pick and all of that. And he looked great the first two games and then just nothing in this game. And, you know, for me, it was just surprising because, you know, you struggle a little bit. You can you understand it against the Chargers because of who you're going against. You're going against Joey Bosa, Cleo Mack, Derwin James. And, you know, Buckner's good. Don't get me wrong. And they, yeah. but they didn't have, you know, Shaquille Leonard, Shaq Darius, and whatever is yeah. going. Yeah. They don't have him. Um, and not to say those other guys aren't professionals, but they ain't the Chargers defense. Yeah. You had your best defensive player, arguably your best player, period, out. And you held the Chiefs yeah. to 17 points. So I, I'm sure we'll get into this. I don't mean to just jump all over the place for you. I yeah. felt like everything changed when they went for the fake field goal. It's like it's fourth and yeah. four. Is that what it was? Fourth and Fourth and short, anyway. Like that, yeah. And you let Tommy Townsend throw the ball instead of Patrick Mahomes after already there being like whatever you want to call it, uh, some disagreements at least, you know, between <laughs> yeah. the offense and the coaching staff. I really felt like from there, the energy just got sucked out of that team. Yeah, I think people have kind of made the point, and, and you know, because you've been around long enough, and not to say that it's great the guys are disagreeing, but. You have a problem. I think Bobby Stroop said it best. Uh, and Bobby knows Patrick. He knows more about everything that's going on than anyone else. And he said, you have a problem if your quarterback doesn't want to score in that moment and doesn't feel comfortable enough to say right. something. And you also have a problem if you don't have a coaching staff that's looking at the bigger picture. And that, I think it's a great way of putting it. And that no one's in the wrong there. Patrick is fired up. Yeah. Your emotions are high. The adrenaline is going. He wants to score. He wants to go out there and do his thing. And the coaching staff doesn't want to put him in harm's way. They don't, for whatever reason, whatever reasons they have are going to make sense. I tr trust me, common yeah, sense always prevails. Right. When the lack of things making sense is because common sense is missing or there's pieces yeah. of information that are missing. And so that to me, compared from a scale from like zero to 10 on sideline dust-ups, that's a 0.5 compared low. to what you normally see. Yeah. If they would just put a camera on the sideline for the entire game and you could tune into that feed and watch it, you'd yeah. have a completely different perspective. It would look a lot guys... more like Ken Dorsey in the coach's box than people <laughs> yeah. realize how normal exactly. that I, is. Like, I was only down on the sideline for that one year. I was only down on the sideline for that one year when they won a Super Bowl, but it was multiple times a game when you see coaches and players getting into it like that, and it's just the way that they communicate on the sideline. And I think a yeah. lot's going to be made about what was said during the offseason and all the rumors and different things about it. Right. But with the issues that were going on with the Chiefs yesterday, that, to me, had nothing to do with anything else that was going on. Offensively, sure. they could not run the ball. I think there's been some criticism of Patrick Mahomes in that game, which I don't necessarily understand. I don't think it was his best game, but you're going to come up with six, seven things. You're, we're going to get to your stock up, stock down report. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the top six things that were stocked down from that game. Uh, I'm curious where you want to start because there's a lot that we can get uh, yeah. to, but Matt, when you look at this game stock, we're just going to start with stock down. Okay. Cause that's what yeah. people probably want. They don't want yeah, sunshine and rainbows right now. Right. Uh, stock down. What stands out to you the most? 
Man, I, I text you early in this game. I said, stop down Sky Moore. And then that was after the first muff punt, you know, and then there's the second one where it's like, it wasn't a muff. We'll give him credit for that. But it's just a lack of awareness, I think. Uh, very surprising. But really, special teams as a whole, you have a, a crucial missed field goal, which Matt Amendola is not, you know, the regular kicker. I think you could criticize the decision to sign him over some people with more experience if you wanted. Hopefully Harrison Bucker's back quickly. But I, I really felt like, as much as people want to put this game on Mahomes or on the defense, the game to me rests on special teams. If special teams yeah. performs as they're supposed to, the Chiefs win this game. Um, some of that does go back to that decision to go for the fake field goal, which I do not like at all. I hated that decision when it happened. I felt like my biggest criticism of Andy Reid as a head coach is they get too conservative sometimes. But And this wasn't that. This was just like, what the hell are you doing? That's, that's too cute. You have the greatest quarterback in the NFL. You have the greatest tight end, maybe of all time, and you need a couple yards. Like this is a gimme, and so I felt like they just outthought themselves at times in this game. So, uh, but big picture, my first stock down is definitely a special teams play. Yeah, it started off strange from the beginning, and I'll give a little grace just because with every young punt returner, they have a game like there's there are mistakes like this, and it yeah. it felt like between that and then the Kelsey drop in the end zone later in the game that so with the, I think yeah. it was just they were having trouble seeing the ball. I know that they had the roof open. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not making excuses for them because you still got to go make those plays. But with a young punt returner, you're going to have situations like that. We saw it with McCole Hardman his rookie year that it wasn't always perfect. Um, so yeah. it gives Sky more a little bit of grace, but when we were texting, then it became all of special teams for the reason that you mentioned. They missed the ex- they missed an extra point, yeah. and they missed the field goal. Then they did the fake field goal, and even the last drive of the game, 24 seconds left on the clock, Pacheco takes it out of the end zone, wastes six seconds off the clock, and only gets to like right. the 20 yard line. Like we literally lost five yards and six seconds by the decision to bring the ball out. Now, I understand they always want to bring it out. They always want to go for it. But they had struggled so much with any kind of return game, and it just felt like they were completely out of sync on that entire phase of the game. It also goes to who is your quarterback. You know, if you have Jimmy Garoppolo out there, quarterback, yeah, let's try to bring that fucker out, right? Like, Let's try to do something because we know we don't have a guy that is great at throwing a deep ball. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I feel like that's just that situational football awareness to know, like, okay, Maybe we don't have Tyreek, but we still have Mahomes. I, you want the time. You want to give your quarterback time to make a play. And I'm with you. I was shocked. I was sitting there watching the game, and it's like, okay, there's still like what 24 seconds left. That's plenty of time. We've yeah. seen it before with Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, but then you you do you just eat away time. Um, it, it's it was kind of shocking because the team is usually so situationally smart. And I think it does go to that. You have young guys being thrust into big roles, whereas in the past yeah. we've seen Tyreek Hill there we've seen Miko Hardman there um even Pringle at times you know in that role now you've got your Rolando rookies uh who have maybe you know never been a primary return man uh, so I, I think you know that that's something that's probably not going to happen again this year they're going to learn from those mistakes but it, it does go back to coaching in my opinion yeah and this isn't sunshine and rainbows and all that but we've seen the Chiefs struggle before we've seen them have bad losses and they always figure it out very rarely and I can't remember I mean definitely not since Andy Reid has been in Kansas City do these things linger for too long I mean we saw them start one and five one season they turned around and came back and won the division and so they will right the ship 
but some of the issues are concerning that they do have to get fixed. And we have very rarely pointed at special teams in a game like that. And I said that this morning on the radio with uh, Slacker at 101 The Fox that I can't remember a time in just covering or watching football that I could definitively point to special teams as costing the yeah. game. And not just because you miss a field goal at the end or you screw something up at the end of the game, but like multiple quarters, issues. Yeah. Yeah, multiple issues, right. and then outside of that, it was players not executing. It was decision-making. It was literally a little bit of everything yeah. uh, that, that led to the Chiefs to that loss. But again, uh, there's nothing you can do about it now, but the biggest, the only saving grace for the Chiefs is that the Bills lost and other teams around the AFC lost as well. The Chargers getting smoked by Jacksonville uh, was right. really surprising. But then again, it just pisses me off because, man, you really had a chance to separate yourself three weeks into the season and solidify exactly. yourself as exactly. the leader for home field advantage and all those things. So, And that's what um, last night I saw Chiefs fans be like, well, hey, the Bills lost too, or hey, the Chargers and Raiders lost. It's like, guys, you're missing the point. You could have gone a game up on those teams so it's like yeah. it's better that everyone other than denver loses the same time you do but you want to take care of those games you know the bills lost to a damn good miami team who knows jacksonville might actually be good you know they've, they've played pretty right. well the last two weeks so um right. i think it's also that true. you know we all want to rush to judgment after three weeks when we're still learning so much about who these teams are and we're going to see players emerge you know and, and everyone's going to yeah. change quite a bit yeah all right, before we move on to stock up, do you have another stock down or do you have any other points that you want to bring up before we move on to some of the yeah, positive stuff? I think stuff? we've hit it. Well, I, I was <laughs> very disappointed that they abandoned the run game yesterday. You know, you mentioned Clyde didn't get anything going. He only had seven carries. I think Jarek McKinnon yeah. only had seven carries. There was just – Mahomes led the team in rushing, which there was that all that talk on the Sunday morning shows about like, Mahomes has changed his game. He's not running anymore. Then he comes out and leads the team in rushing. That's not what you want. I He's incredibly gifted. Uh, his ability to, you know – create time to find passing windows is unprecedented. I, I do think this is not a player you want leading your team in rushing though. Yeah. I'm going to be curious. The the only other stock down I have, and it I'm hesitant to bring it up now or really get into it. So I'm going to add the disclaimer that I want to wait till the all 22 comes out. I want the KC lab guys, Craig, Kent, Maddie, a chance to get the all 22, watch the film and then listen to the KC laboratory tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this or watching this on Monday uh, at eight o'clock, they will go live. And then, um, you know, Matt Castle, Matt Hamilton do the breakdown on Wednesday where they really get into stuff. But the offensive line, to me, for those same reasons, uh, as far as the running game not getting going, this was not a game that I yeah. didn't expect the Chiefs offensive line to not, I don't say dominate up front, but to really get things going mm -hmm. uh, like they had done over the first two weeks and felt like this wasn't a front that was, this wasn't one of the best three fronts they faced. This was, if I had to right. rank the Cardinals, the right. Chargers, and the Colts, I would not put the Colts in the top two. Yeah. So maybe yeah. at the end of the season that that opinion will change and will show, hey, they're much better than we gave them credit for. But at this point right now, I, I'm not ready to say stock down with the offensive line. Uh, but I will say that it was really surprising that they couldn't kind of insert their will up front. So jury's out on that one. But let's move to stock up. Yeah. Uh, who was a pleasant surprise for you coming out of uh, that disappointing loss? Man, I feel like I say it every week, but Nick Bolton with another huge game. And I, I promise this isn't just me, like, doubling down on my preseason <laughs> prediction about him. But it's, I mean, you know, we see him making plays in the backfield. Two sacks, uh, some pressures. He was everywhere, you know, second on the team in tackles. That's the type of game that, that you need to have. And I, I think for him, he's not just emerging as the best linebacker on the Chiefs. He's emerging as one of the best young linebackers in the NFL. And He's going to have to step up with Willie Gay out for, for a couple games, and he did. And, and he did against 
I think the best running back in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor, he did against a a very, very good interior offensive line. So I I think it was overall an impressive day for Nick Bolton, where he is becoming that, uh, you know, that force on defense. I don't want to say he's a leader yet because I haven't been uh, up there enough to know like what the the culture is like in the locker room, who's filling that leadership void, but certainly seems like he's someone that, that is, is tailor made for that role. Yeah, and I, I would go as far, and you bring up a great point because I thought the fourth down stop was would have been would be yeah. sitting here celebrating Nick Bolton had the Chiefs finished out that game. If Kelsey had caught the touchdown, I know he took responsibility for that after the game, yeah. um, which was tough. And you don't see Travis Kelsey not make plays like that. Um, and we haven't even got to the Chris Jones unsportsmanlike penalty, and I want to talk to you about that uh, yeah. because I have I'm very torn on how I feel about that because in part of my brain is saying that is completely stupid and he should not have done that in that situation third and six with five minutes to go you're leading you have an eight yard loss on a sack like the game's over yeah so you don't have to say anything but at the same time that's the softest flag I may have ever seen at an NFL game he was not raising his voice they were barely even yelling yeah. and if you've ever been on a sideline or near the first few rows the referee, Sean Smith, told the pool reporter via Sam McDowell, the Kansas City Star, said that it was vulgar language directed at an opponent. Yeah, that's, that's my a third or half of NFL yeah. plays. Like you could throw a flag on every single play and to throw it in that situation. I don't I know what know he what said, said, but that's the thing. Yeah. It has to. I'm trying to give Chris Jones the benefit of the doubt, but my, the other side, like where my like the logic center of my brain kicks in, and is like he had to say something pretty damn bad to get a flag at that moment. Right. If you're if we're assuming yeah. the NFL officials are fair and unbiased and just like they're they're there to get the game over with and everyone home safely, then you have to say something pretty awful to yeah. get the flag at that point. I know quarterbacks are protected. <laughs> I, I someone's got to be mic'd up so we can he- eventually hear what came out. Or Matt yeah. Ryan is not the kind of guy that will like run to the media and be like, here's what he said about me. Right. Um, so but yeah, I'm with you. Like Chris Jones has to be smarter. But at the same time, you probably don't think you're getting a personal foul for talking uh, when, you know, we've seen much worse happen and and nothing, you know, no flags are thrown. Yeah. And not in that situation. And I, I know you want to yeah. be black and white with the rules, but Sean Smith, that he put the game in his hands by throwing that flag. So whatever yeah, it what you don't, was yeah. better have been worth basically costing the Chiefs a real chance at a win now. And I, I'll talk out of both sides of my mouth as well, because the Chiefs running game was non-existent. So they get the ball back with five minutes. There's nothing to say that they were yeah. going to take any time off the clock and that it would have resulted in a win. If they were averaging five yards a carry and the running game was going, the offensive line was dominating, then to yes. But that was not the case at all. So it was going to be dink and dunk, and hopefully they don't incomplete passes and the clock doesn't get going because we've all watched Andy Reid. We know, <laughs> we know how that may have played out, um, especially with the amount of man coverage they were playing but going back to the original point I thought the defense did a great job overall I mean five sacks in that game again Nick Bolton yeah. uh, that fourth and one play we'd be sitting here talking about you know him as a you know pro bowl like like you said of one week. of the yeah yeah something yeah. I was gonna say like all pro like gotta there's some good players out there but again at, to your point one of the best young linebackers in the league who's blossoming who's yeah. You know, going to be atop the league if he stays healthy in, in total tackles. I know Darius Harris had a big game. Uh, I know did, he got picked yeah. on a little bit with that uh, that first Early, touchdown. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. But I thought he really came into it. I was talking to Kent Swanson during the game, and it felt like as the game went on, uh, Darius Harris you know, got a little bit more comfortable, started playing well. But uh, Jalen Watson had another couple of right. really, really Lugier big Sneed pass breakups. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
the only th- the other thing that we talked about last night, I'm curious your thoughts on this, is that it felt like, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, I think, had one of his better games. Uh, he, every yes. time he dialed up a blitz, they were getting pressure. But at the same time, when they weren't calling blitzes, they weren't getting a lot of pressure. And so it's, you know, tomato, tomato, depending on how you want to look at that. But overall, I thought the defense had a very good game. And uh, again, if you would have told me that we were two and one to start the season, wouldn't have been completely surprised. But if you would have told me that it was the young defense that was basically carrying us to two of those, right. you know, I guess one win and one should have been a win. Uh, I'd be surprised to know it was the offense and a lot of man coverage being played and Gus Bradley kind of changing up what he had done, not completely, but playing less of that cover three that he's been known for and a little bit more man coverage, which going back to the offseason, McCall Hardman going on, national tv saying we are welcoming tyreek being gone because we're going to see more man coverage and we're going to you're going to see what we can do with it yeah they're seeing a lot more man coverage and it hasn't really clicked yet not yet and i think that's why travis kelsey was such a huge focal part of the game yesterday because there was man coverage and it goes back to that trust like who does patrick trust to beat man coverage consistently and um, I, I think as great as 15 is, like there are times where it's okay to be somewhat critical or questionable, like question at least. And that was the one thing yesterday. It just felt like even the, I guess we're calling it a drop. That would have been an amazing catch in my opinion. So yeah. I don't know why Travis is, is completely taking all the blame there, but it, there were just times where I, I think we, we have to see Mahomes get to those second, third, fourth options, which we were praising him for in weeks one and two, but yeah, I mean, the lack of run game was shocking. Uh, to your point in the defense, yeah, I mean, I did not expect them to be this good this early. Your guy, George Karloff, this is making splash plays every week. The secondary, like when Trent McDuffie went down, I was like, okay, well, here we go. Here's a soft spot. But, you know, uh, Jalen's played really well. I mentioned Snead has stepped up. I think the safeties are, are working very well together. We're seeing more Brian Cook, which is great. Um, but I, I do think that, you now have a defense that if you have a, an off week offensively, you should still be able to win games. Obviously, that didn't happen yesterday, but uh, yeah. some of that was wait, it goes back to special teams, which you only talk about when it's really bad or really good. Yeah, I mean, the Colts scored two touchdowns. One of them was gifted because they got the ball on the four-yard line after a muffed punt. The other one yeah. was gifted because of Chris Jones' penalty. Those are the only two drives that they had that were over 46 yards in that game. Yeah, and, and, and so that's the frustrating part. But game, those 14 points really, really matter. Yeah frustrating but to your point and to what you know Mello had said just weird things happen in indians people had you know talked about it beforehand and you, know, you just get caught up in the there's no way patrick mahomes andy reed travis kelsey won't have answers uh for what they're trying to do but yeah. if a third of your team plays the worst game that we've seen in the 10 years <laughs> that andy reed and dave tobe have been together right. uh you can't overcome everything uh, when it's not a, an A-plus performance in the other areas. So, uh, Matt, before we let you go, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, since you do NFL draft, you do a lot of college football. How about K-State? And I'm going to give KU. I'm going to throw KU in there. Yeah. I grew up a KU fan and, uh, you know, run a network that covers KU football. We'll ignore Mizzou right. Uh, for right now. But how about how about those Cats and those, uh, those Jayhawks? I asked you last week to take care of Oklahoma for me, and you guys did it. So thank you. Uh, I said it in jest, but you you did it. So in um, KU, they should be ranked. That's, that, that's yeah. it. That's the tweet. They should be ranked. It's, it's kind of shocking that they're not, but we know that these voters are very set in their ways at times. And it's yeah. probably going to take – I also don't think a lot of the voters realize how good Duke was. You know, that that was an undefeated right. matchup. So a lot of people are just like making the joke about it, but, you know, the basketball game. But I, I think for KU, yeah. 
great, great win, obviously. And for Adrian Martinez, who I am a, a fan of, the way he's handled himself through all the adversity at Nebraska to where he's yeah. at now, that is a – you know, that, that's a career-defining win for him. That's something that he's yeah. always going to have, you know, despite, you know, the, not living up to expectations in Nebraska. That is a – that's a win you're going to remember forever. So That's why he great. transferred there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That and, was the game. Great or one of the games. For him. Um, and I'm terrified of both of those teams as a Texas Longhorn fan, given that uh, we are back to not being able to tackle. So it's, it's a lot of fun. All right. Well, I appreciate you giving us the thoughts on the college football. Matt Miller from ESPN. Can you tell us what you're working on right now? Where can people find your work if they're not familiar? Yeah, you know, we're almost to the quarter mark of the college football season. So a lot of my work right now, updating big boards, getting ready for mock drafts. I know Chiefs fans are are 14 weeks away from caring about that type of thing. But uh, for those fans who are are out of the, the playoff race almost already, like the Raiders who are on three, uh, then there will be a lot of draft coverage coming out on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. All right, that's Matt Miller from ESPN. And everybody, we appreciate you for tuning into this episode of KCSN Update, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening to the podcast version. We appreciate your support. Please go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, whatever platform that uh, you are listening on. We appreciate your support. Let your friends know about us. We are 17 months old and we are setting records for the company each and every month. And that is due completely to your support of what we've got going on. We've got about 18 chief shows per week. Uh, so we've got something for everyone. They're all built a little different, different personalities, different styles. Uh, so we try to make it to where uh, there's something for everyone, depending upon the type of content you like. That is by design. And we appreciate all of your support until next time. Make sure to catch the laboratory tonight at eight o'clock going live on YouTube. You can catch the podcast after and lots more great content throughout the week as the chiefs get ready for the bucks on Sunday. All right. Until next time, everybody. We'll see you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.